0: This is Harrison Kim, and you're listening to Working With People by PaveStep. The Working With People podcast is for executives, managers, and people leaders. We bring people experts together to provide you with relevant content on how to think about and manage your most important asset, your talent. We have Karen Weeks here with us today. How are you, Karen?
1: I'm great. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me.
0: So we're going to be discussing how managers can prepare to give feedback better and more effectively today. But before that, tell us who you are and what you do.
1: Absolutely. So my name is Karen Weeks. I am currently the VP of people at Order Groove, which is a growing tech company here in New York City. We specifically do recurring revenue programs with retailers and brands. So the most real life example is if you go to PetSmart.com and buy a bag of dog food, we'll ask you if you want to sign up for AutoShip. And that is our program running on PetSmart's website. We obviously could do a lot more mm. than that, but that's an example that people tend to relate to. Additionally, I do coaching and speaking and writing basically just to help share my story. I've been doing this for almost 20 years now and I want to be able to help people who are going through similar experiences or similar challenges at their growing companies and how can I help them kind of work through that.
0: Awesome. So how'd you get into HR and the talent space?
1: It's interesting. I actually started in theater. So I was a stage manager and then I worked out in LA for a couple of years and as much as I liked the work I was doing, I did not like the lifestyle. Mm. You know, not knowing where you were going to work next, what even state you were going to work in, if you had a job, LA was a little too cutthroat for me personally. So when I kind of took a step back and I looked at the two different jobs that I had had, I was helping actors with their careers and I was helping create a shared experience when people came to the theater. And this was long before anyone called employee experience employee experience. Right. but I talked to a couple of folks and they said, you know, I think that might be HR and that might be of interest to you. And I started a temp job with a small mortgage company and never looked back.
0: That's awesome. So I know you published a book recently. Can you tell me a little bit more about it and what it's
1: all about? Yes. So it's on Amazon. It's called Setting the Stage, a guide to preparing for receiving and giving feedback. And it really is meant to help managers as well as individuals prepare for receiving and giving feedback. And the reason why I think they're both important is that a feedback conversation should be a two-way dialogue. It's Mm -hmm. not just about a manager monologuing to an employee about things that they've done right or wrong or what they need to change. It really should be, oh, that's really you know helpful. Could you help me with that? And the manager needs to be prepared to hear some of the feedback, on things that they could be doing differently because of my theater background, I had to have a little fun with it. So I set it up, just like you sort of put on a production with thinking about what script, what's your script going to be? Have you done the research, which I call dramaturgy? Mm. Have you thought about um, rehearsing? And so one thing that I think a lot of people forget, no matter how long you've been doing this, you really should be thinking about and preparing for that actual conversation. Whether you role play, whether you stand in front of a mirror, whether you just look at your talking points and rehearse them in your head, you want to make sure you're doing that preparation. So there's tons of worksheets, hopefully very actionable for people, mm-hmm. uh, as well as tips on how to prepare for those conversations.
0: That's great. I can definitely resonate with the point around rehearsing. I think there's a lot of concepts and research and frameworks you can read about feedback, how to receive it better, how to deliver it better. But when it comes to practice, I mean, you just got to practice.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think you know, some people sometimes I think shy away from it because they think, oh, that's role play. I'm not comfortable doing that. It doesn't right. have to be that. It does, You don't even have to look in the mirror. It's just doing the homework ahead of time, thinking through the different scenarios, you know, and a couple of worksheets in there are around what if this happens? So what if you get pushback? What if mm. the person gets really emotional? Have you thought about how you're going to respond to that? And so there's some tips and tricks around that as well, because it's not just about what you're going to say, but what might happen in the room too.
0: That all makes sense. So to kick things off, can you tell us the importance of feedback?
1: Yeah, for me, feedback is really about helping someone do great in their job. And if they're already doing great, reinforcing those behaviors so they know they're doing a great job and do more of that and help them continue to grow their career. And if they're not doing so great, giving them the feedback and the chance to make adjustments so they can hopefully do better. Or if not, to be totally frank, show that they can't and have a different conversation about, is this the right role for them? But without any of those feedback conversations, the person is just going to carry on as is, not knowing if they're doing well or not doing well, what they can do differently, what they should double down on. So they're just acting in a void, not knowing the impact that they're having.
0: Right. And especially with younger employees, I think those are extremely important because they're new to the workforce. They're not you know, used to the professional environment, don't know what to expect. They really appreciate the feedback and transparency.
1: Absolutely. We have a couple of folks at Order Group where this is their first or second job, and they just truly don't know the old saying, I don't know what questions to ask, or I don't know what I don't know. They may not know some of those keys, environmental or business things that may or may not be appropriate. So just helping them. And that's the other thing, too. It doesn't have to be this big, scary conversation. It doesn't have to be this Mm -hmm. moment in time where everything stops and you have a very serious conversation. You should take it seriously, but it can be ad hoc and can be on the spot so that they're adjusting as they go.
0: So can you tell us a little bit more about your philosophy on feedback? What are the most important elements? What should we be thinking about when we want to share feedback?
1: It's a great question. I mean, it's a version of sort of smart goals in the sense of it should be timely. So if you give me feedback two weeks after I did something, that's not going to be as impactful. So doing it sooner rather than later when the action or behavior is, is demonstrated. Having it be specific. So really focusing on saying you do a great job or you did that badly. That's not really helpful. What's the actual example? What did I actually do that I need to change or that I did well? so that I can figure out exactly what I need to change coming out of that. I believe feedback and any conversation between a manager and an employee should be a partnership. And so as an employee, I'm gonna hear this feedback and I'm gonna digest it. And both the manager and employee should come together to think about what are some actionable next steps that I can do Hmm. to change the behavior or do more of the same. And I think that's where the partnership really comes into play. It can't just be the manager saying, now do this differently. The employee has to be part of that next steps.
0: And I love the fact that you're drawing SMART into feedback because most people obviously think about SMART in terms of goal setting. Like you said, you know, SMART definitely applies to feedback. I mean, how we should think about it as well. So that's really helpful. Absolutely. So how should we tactically prepare in advance of giving feedback? What are some of the most important steps that you would recommend? And I know you mentioned a few of them already, but how should we think about it?
1: First of all, make sure you get really hard examples so what is the exact thing that they did yeah. that you want to give feedback on? Also thinking about is this different feedback than you've given before? Is this person usually really great and they've stumbled and thinking about how to position that and think about why maybe that's happening. Or maybe there's an outside stress going on that may be impacting their performance at the, at the moment. Or is this an ongoing conversation that you've been having? Cause again, that may change the tone of the conversation. I think the other piece is, did you witness it? directly or is this feedback you're hearing from other people or might there be other people who can share different or similar feedback is this just your point of view sometimes if you get pushback from an employee it's because they think someone else is going to have a different opinion so do you either have other examples from people who support the feedback or to be completely honest with yourself is this something that only you're seeing and are you missing a different perspective so those are some of the additional things I think of Otherwise, mapping it out. And again, it doesn't have to be an actual script because then it will sound too rehearsed. But mapping out how are you going to start the conversation? How are you going to bring up the feedback and the examples that you have? Where are you going to pause to allow the employee to share their reflections or their comments on it? And how are you going to move to action while giving them time to digest, giving them time to react, but not letting it spiral into a conversation that lasts three hours.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And on one of the points that you made when you're a manager and another employee comes to you and says, hey, your direct report did X, Y, and Z, could you please relay this message
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. to him
0: or her? And I'm sure managers get that all the time because Absolutely. a lot of employees are not used to sharing feedback directly with the you know person who's in question at this point. So for managers, what kind of tips do you have for them in that scenario?
1: I think sometimes it depends on the culture. So if you have a relatively open, approachable, trusting culture, I actually encourage the person that brought the feedback to address it with the person directly, if that's appropriate. Now, this may be the fourth time it's happened and they're not listening and so they need to escalate. But I think that's the initial question is, is this a piece of feedback that's pretty low key and I'd rather you just give it to them directly or is this an escalation and I really need to step in as a manager? If as a manager, I need to step in, I would then just ask all those questions of the person that I would ask of myself. What's the specific example? Have you seen this before? Was there someone else in the room that I could ask for additional feedback? Because otherwise it becomes a little bit of a, he said, he said, he said, she said, whatever scenario with the manager stuck in the middle. The other thing that I've sometimes seen work, and again, it really depends on the, the culture and the environment, but can the manager set up a conversation for the three of them to talk? where there is the manager in the room to help facilitate the conversation, but the feedback is still coming directly from the person that observed it. So those are a couple of things that sometimes managers can try so that it's not just them as a the messenger and it's a lot easier for the employee to push back. Or maybe the manager has actually witnessed it themselves and it's just another example for them to tie in that mm-hmm. they already had.
0: Yeah, and I like your point around culture. I think that is probably the biggest driving force in terms of what kind of feedback, when to share it, and and what kind of just overall culture of feedback you have at the workplace?
1: I think that's so important because I realize most of my career has been with startups or growing tech companies. And that's a very different environment than maybe right. a bank teller or retail or schools. And not that any of them are right or wrong, it's just different. So I always try to preface that when I share my stories or share my advice, this is what's worked in the cultures I've worked in. It's really important that, A, you know what your culture, your employee experience, your values, whatever phrase you want to use, what is that within your company and how does feedback play a part in that? And feedback should be part of that, culture, employee experience, whatever. Um, but that's going to look different. But it sh- should look different. It shouldn't be uh, missed or voided or not there at all.
0: Right. And coming back to the preparation for the managers, does the preparation look a lot different if it's a more weekly catch up or more informal feedback versus a quarterly or annual review?
1: It's a great question. I think it does only in the sense of the amount of prep. I think the process mm. is probably pretty similar. Do you have examples? Is this new feedback? How do you think this person is going to respond? But if it's something that just happened over the last week and it's or off the cuff, because you just witnessed it and you want to bring it up in your weekly one-on-one, that's going to have a different tone and a different amount of preparation versus this is your annual performance review where I'm reflecting back on your whole year mm-hmm. and I'm pulling pieces from different people, maybe more 360 based. So I think all of the steps you should take are probably somewhere, but it may be, I don't know, a 20 minute exercise versus an hour long exercise.
0: Right. So what is the impact that you've seen of managers preparing for these conversations? And and obviously you work with a lot of different managers and you're a manager yourself. What kind of impact do you typically see and should we expect?
1: I think one of the biggest things is preparing for the reaction of the person, like really put yourself in their shoes and think about what reaction they might have. I think if you're not prepared for that, you lose all credibility in the conversation Mm -hmm. and you can easily become flustered, which I get, right? Like we're all human. None of us, again, not to always focus on the negative feedback or the constructive feedback, but that's usually where people need more help. Um, but you know, none of us want to tell someone they're not doing a great job. We're all pretty decent human beings, but I think the, If you go in unprepared, you are then unprepared for the response back and either the employee can take over the conversation very easily and you've lost credibility that this is actual feedback they need to hear and take action on, Mm -hmm. or you get flustered and you go, oh, I'm sorry, it's not that big a deal, when in fact it actually was a big deal and they need to change their behavior. And I think that that is some of the hardest conversations I've either prepped managers for or been a witness to is that lack of knowing that they've got their ducks in a row, stay firm. It doesn't mean you have to be harsh and cold about it. You should still be a human. And I know this is hard to hear. I'm sure that maybe this wasn't what you were expecting, but I want to be honest with you. I respect you as a employee and I want you to be great. And that's why I wanted to share this feedback. I'm in this with you. Let's figure out a path forward. Those are all very nice things you can say in the moment that are hopefully authentic. Right. But don't take away from the credibility of the feedback that you have or let the conversation spiral out of control.
0: And that obviously becomes much easier when you're talking about things much more specific and action based and objective, like yes. you were talking about with smart goals.
1: Yeah, if it's the least bit of gray is where, and again, on the employee side, they're human as well, and they don't want to hear that they're not doing a great job. So every little bit of gray, it just allows them to swoop in and share a different perspective that. in their mind may be very true, but right. at the end of the day, this is the goal we're trying to hit. And if the goal wasn't hit, then let's talk about the facts around that. Um, I think the other thing is also recognizing when to shut down a conversation. So whether it's because there's, someone gets really defensive or angry or emotional, That conversation just needs to pause because you're not going to get anywhere in that room. So recognizing when it's good to have a little bit of back and forth, but when there's also a moment to say, hey, either this is where I've gotten to, I appreciate you disagree, but we have to find a way to move forward. Or if someone's really emotional, I understand this was really hard for you. Do you want to take a little bit of time? Let's take a break. We can come back tomorrow. We can come back later, whatever. Because otherwise, like I said, you can get stuck in that room for hours and that's not healthy for anybody.
0: Right. And one of the things that we tell people is if you're on the receiving end and you're getting really emotional and you can't listen to the feedback to really understand, we recommend that they just say, hey, I appreciate the feedback. I'm getting a little bit heated up right now. Could we come back to this later? Because I think that's a very very mature and fair thing to say,
1: right? Absolutely. And again, we're all human. Like It's totally okay if that happens to recognize that within yourself. I think it's a great point that if the employee can actually own part of that that makes the whole thing go better.
0: On that point, on the other side, how should we prepare in advance of receiving feedback? What are some of the most important elements and steps?
1: I think one thing that I try to call out for folks is that what are some triggers that you may have, whether that's because maybe I am super analytical and the person giving me the feedback may not be as analytical, to be able to be prepared for follow-up questions to help me digest the information. So, or maybe I am someone who is really trying to get promoted and I'm just so frustrated that I'm not getting promoted at the moment. How can I help ask questions back to better understand what really are the milestones that I need to hit? So I think as a receiver of feedback, asking a lot of questions, knowing what my personal triggers are, whether that's my disc and MBTI personality style, whether that is things that are happening in my life that are really important to me that might change my reaction to something. Always, as much as possible, hopefully, first of all, this is assuming you have trust with your manager. If you don't have a good relationship with your manager, it's all different. That's a whole other conversation. (laughs) Um, But assuming you have trust, try to remember that feedback is about making sure that you are set up for success. And so if your manager is giving you feedback, it's because they want you to be successful and want to Mm -hmm. help you get get to that better place or build upon the things that you're doing really well and be able to really promote that about you. So it's hard because our work is personal and it's what we do. It's literally our livelihood, but it's also stuff that we probably care about. And so to hear that if something didn't go well, that's going to you know probably hurt us a little bit, but recognize that that's the initial reaction and then get focused on, okay, so what can I be doing differently? Because we all have the same goal, which is to help me be successful.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So we've been talking about a typical feedback scenario where a manager sits down with an employee and gives him or her feedback. What about upward feedback, employees giving feedback to their senior employees or managers? How should they prepare for that? What are some of the things that we should be thinking about?
1: So I think this is actually a great place where, again, that partnership comes into play. I mm, right. always encourage managers that as part of every feedback conversation that they're giving, they also ask for feedback. What can I be doing differently to help you in this situation? Is there something that uh, you need me to do? Because um, it just opens the door to show that you are open to feedback as well. Anytime you end a one-on-one, even if like feedback isn't specifically included in the one-on-one, just ending your one-on-one with, well, what can I be doing differently to help you? What else could I be doing? Is there any feedback you have for me? Because that way, if you have that constant dialogue of feedback in both directions, when someone actually has feedback to give you, you have set the tone that you want feedback, that you as Mm -hmm. a manager are vulnerable and have humility and want to grow as well. So that way the, the tone is already set. Otherwise, I think if those steps haven't been taken and this is sort of the first time you have to give feedback to your manager, honestly, asking them. So I think one of the biggest things I've seen people do that Mm. is not good is as the manager is like walking out the door or like onto the elevator, like, wait, I have something I need to tell you. (laughs) That's not the time. So, you know, asking the manager, do you have 15 minutes to chat later today? I wanted to share something I observed. Are you okay if I share this feedback to sort Mm -hmm. of set the tone and get the permission? Most of the time, people will say yes. It's rare. Again, at least where I've worked, it's rare for someone to say, no, I don't want that. Now, in the room, if they're open to it, that's a different conversation. But they're at least open to having the conversation. And so asking those questions or setting that tone or asking for that time up front versus just surprising them in the moment can help too.
0: So that makes sense. So I have two more fun questions for you. The first one is, what is the worst feedback you have ever received?
1: Oh, so... Personally, the worst feedback I ever received was we were sitting down to talk about the impact the work I was doing, which is a brand new role, was doing. And the person said, I don't know what I'm doing either, but this isn't working, so we have to figure it out. I was like, well, that's interesting because if I'm not doing a good job and you don't know what we're supposed to be doing, how the heck do we ever fix this? (laughs) Right. And I think she was trying to be honest because she was new to the role. It was a new team. I felt more lost than ever. And I was already concerned that I wasn't doing a good job. So Mm -hmm. now I really didn't know how we were going to get better if she didn't know what she was doing either.
0: Right. And it's interesting because most people know when they are not meeting the task or meeting the goals but when you throw a hammer like that, hey, I don't know what yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> then it gets a little weird.
1: Yeah, it really was so awkward cuz I literally didn't know what to say to it.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Second fun question, favorite burger place in New York City?
1: Yes, yeah, so I live out in Brooklyn currently and mm. 212 Burger in Prospect.
0: Oh, I've heard of like this. Near
1: Prospect Park. Yeah, it is amazing. They have burgers, they have fries, they have- What
0: is the one burger that you like there?
1: So I am kind of boring, I won't lie. I tend to do just (laughs) a basic burger, lettuce, tomato, mayo. Maybe I put some sauteed mushrooms on it. I don't go that crazy. My father-in-law loves to put barbecue sauce and a fried egg and like all this stuff on it. Um, But their fries and their mac and cheese bites are just to die for.
0: Awesome. Well, hopefully I'll be able to visit sometime soon.
1: <laughs> it is. You should definitely check it out. It's right on, I think it's Prospect Park West, maybe? Whatever that main drag is uh, in Winter Terrace. You can't miss it.
0: Thank you again for your time today, Karen, especially since I'm sure you have a lot going on with the virus situation here in New York right now. Where can yeah. the audience find you and your thought leadership?
1: Yeah, so I tend to really push most things on LinkedIn Um, so it's just Karen D weeks on LinkedIn. You can also find me through like the order group page. I do also have my own website, which is weeks, 247com where I post the articles that I write or videos of the speaking engagements that I do blog posts, just sort of my ramblings on all the things out there. So LinkedIn or the website are the best.
0: Awesome. And for the audience, what's the book's name again?
1: It's called setting the stage, a guide to preparing for receiving and giving feedbacks.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to Working With People by PaveStep. If you like this episode, feel free to check us out on pavestep.com slash podcast. We're also on Spotify and Apple. Thank you.